Kia ora, koto everyone. Welcome to Queensland Live podcast. Um, I'm very excited on a Monday evening um, to be chatting with Carmen Huta, who is a travel blogger from Austria, um, was living in Wellington. Welcome, Hari Mai. Thank you so much. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I am just enjoying a, a, a new life. I've lived in New Zealand for eight years and now I'm back in my home country in Austria. So um, yeah, I moved here one day before the COVID lockdown started. So it's been really interesting. Um, but I'm very good. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be talking to you. Yeah. So tell me what happened. Were you, was this a planned move? Yeah, I knew that for a long time I had to move just because my profession is a travel photographer and it requires me to shoot uh, on different locations internationally a lot. And with New Zealand being New Zealand, it meant that I spent a lot of time on airplanes. In fact, I would have probably spent every single week on a long haul like flights and spending 10 plus hours every few days on a plane is first of all detrimental to your body and yeah. mind but also to the environment and I would spend all my money on offsetting carbon and buying flights which just made no sense um yeah and then so after I you know I I knew that I had to relocate and a year prior to that I was still engaged to a very lovely Kiwi man but I actually ended that engagement. So once I ended that engagement, um, I knew that now really was time. You know, now I, I, I didn't really have much holding me back in New Zealand, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so I was just, you know, I just made the decision. I was so tired of flying. I, yeah. I couldn't do it anymore. And, you, uh, you kind of forget how, you know, when you go, because I, whenever I go back to Europe or the UK, I go, oh my God, it's so far away. <laughs> like New Zealand is so far away, hey but so far away yeah so far away so you got back there and then tell me so what I've been trying to find out about is the differences around the world of this current situation so in Austria what what's going on there tell me about a little bit about how you're like how you're what you're allowed to do what your current situation is so when it first started so I moved into my apartment on Friday the 13th and on Friday the 13th is also when they announced lockdown I believe it's a very lucky day. I mean, for me personally, <laughs> I was so excited to know it was Friday the 13th. Um, but they did, you know, maybe it wasn't that lucky at all because they did announce lockdown that day and it came really, really sudden. A few days prior, we wouldn't have thought that much, you know, much would change in the way of living your daily life. And then they announced a one-week lockdown, meaning that, you know, all the shops were closed other than essential um essential stores and you basically weren't supposed to leave your home unless you really had to meaning you had to walk your dog or you had to go to the doctor. Yeah. And then uh, that one week turned into almost two months. And um, so how it worked really was the Austrian government set out certain regulations, but then that county we live in, Tyrol, Western Austria, set out even more strict regulations. So for us, it meant we weren't allowed to go running. Um, we weren't allowed to go biking. We weren't allowed to leave the communities that we were in so basically every community has a certain radius with all the essential items obviously within that community and if yeah. you were found to be going outside of that by car or by foot um you were, would have been fine so we went running once because we did not because you know the, the the regulations changed so quickly that often we wouldn't really be able to keep up 
And once we've been running and we nearly got fined 600 euros each. Oh, um, my goodness. Even, even from the, most, the door? Yeah, I mean, we weren't far. We were like maybe max a kilometer from our home because we were already on the way back. Um, but it was the mo- it's, it's kind of like a 21st Jump Street type police interaction because they looked at us. I mean, there were three policemen and they, were looked, they looked at us trying to be super serious and asking us, what do you think you're doing? Don't you know this is illegal? And I'm like, mate, I'm going for a run. Like, <laughs> can you not? <laughs> um, so, you know, we didn't get fined. Uh, and now, now um, it's been two and a half months now, and now ev- almost everything is back to normal. By the end of the week, they'll have hotels starting to open up again okay. and mountain huts, and they will also have uh, gondolas opening up again, which is a major part of life here just because you have so many mountains and so many of the gondolas that yeah, yeah, yeah. used to go up and down so they will open i think by the end of the week too so we are still austria has six neighboring countries so we're still completely locked in from those we can't access those yet yeah but by mid-june they will start opening borders to germany and to switzerland and um, so they will slowly start opening them again and then there are some countries where you need to like fill out an online form and have some sort of perhaps even antibody testing done um but it's not quite clear, really, what the regulations are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Austria, we are, we are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, in terms of the people that you were in your bubble with, who who were those people? Uh, one person, my partner. That's it. What? I was I wasn't even able to see my um my family or anything like this. And it's really funny with Eva and my partner because we met exactly one month prior to the day that lockdown started, and he's Icelandic, and he was never really meant to live with me. <laughs> He like, hi. Well, well, he was. He had a photo job in Austria. Um, that same week that I moved to Austria, and uh, that photo job got cancelled, obviously very last minute too. So he was stranded, and Iceland Air, the, the airline that he was going to fly home with, or the only airline really that flew to Iceland, um, ca- cancelled its flight straight away. So he was completely stranded here, and then literally maybe ten hours after I first stepped step foot into my empty apartment um he stood in front of my door and said hi like can i can i stay here <laughs> and now we've practically corona has started this relationship for us and now he's actually officially moving in so. oh, corona <laughs> has brought people together there you go i mean oh my goodness. i could have gone the other way luckily uh, we um we made it through and came out the better oh side. my god amazing well, high five <laughs> to you <laughs> <laughs> you very quickly learn, you know, how he um, puts his knife in the butter wrong and how he's yep. wrong and all that stuff. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. We had all that, the, the, the really essential conversations already about how yep. to, I don't know, load a dishwasher, God knows. <laughs> you got it all in there. I'm so amazed. So, um, see, so in terms of your work, what happened there? Because I know for me, mine kind of stopped and then I started doing something else, my, another job, but um, mm-hmm. it just kind of went. So tell me what happened for you and how did that feel? Did you, can you talk about some of that stuff that went through your mind? It was a really bizarre feeling just because I am used to working nonstop and I'm used to flying around the world nonstop and I'm used to just constantly being pressured and always late on things and, you know, like a very, very high stress uh, life. And then when I got here, my, obviously my priority was first to furnish the apartment, which was an interesting situation in itself because all the shops were closed. Um, 
so you know once that was done I was like okay cool what's now like I'm, I'm good to roll and I had jobs lined up and I mean this sounds ridiculous but for example I was supposed to teach an underwater photography workshop in the Car Caribbean or I was um, supposed to help shoot a commercial in Mexico like all these kind of finally came to my life where now first of all postponed and then just cancelled because yeah it's so hard to look into the future within those countries <clears throat> excuse me and then so all my big jobs got cancelled straight away and that obviously meant a big financial loss but more than that it meant you know a big loss in terms of okay what do I do with my days like how yeah. do I how do I structure my job and then another big part of my business because I as an entrepreneur I mean you have to you should really always be building up your business on different sort of leagues so that yeah. when one day yeah, falls yeah. down you will still survive and so one of my other leagues is teaching workshops now the workshops are in the Alps here in Tyrol but also in South Tyrol which is Italy and Italy obviously been disastrous um, and the first workshop would be in a few weeks now and obviously so that had to be cancelled as well so I had to deal with a lot of people who uh, couldn't travel anymore and and you know refunds and all this sort of situation and then the uncertainty around okay can I still do my workshops later this year how do I can I even promote them I mean they were they were booked out but now obviously a lot of those people were for example from Australia New Zealand or from America yeah, yeah. where they likely weren't able to uh, won't be able to travel you never know and so there was a lot of uncertainty with that which initially gave me a lot of anxiety because I'm you know, I love my work. I am my work. Um, when you do what you love, it's, 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 it's such a big part of your identity. And even though I, I really appreciated the idea of being at home and slowing down, it's not like I could go see my friends or family, which is why yeah. I ultimately moved here as well. Um, you know, I was only half an hour, an hour away from my brothers, for example, but I couldn't see them for two months. So it's kind of, it just felt bizarre. So I definitely had, I, I really struggled mentally for, for a little, for a little day, just because I didn't, quite know what to hold on to I didn't quite know what what it was I yeah. also sell things online like presets and prints but then there was there was a point where even that felt a bit wrong I I, I just struggled around this sort of moral aspect of you know people were losing their jobs and family members around me and then I was going to be able I mean of course it's a job but I just felt you know yeah that, that kind of back and forth back and forth in your mind yeah yeah um, and then you spend you spend so much time in your mind, especially when you you know when you're not even allowed to leave your home very much. Yes. Um, so yeah, it was a very difficult time. I think for me, it really helped once we were able to go for walks and runs again and things. There were literally times during the day where I would just be like, I'm like, I have to leave home. I just have to go. I mean, it's my home is like you know filled with light and it's not super big, but it's spacious enough to not feel claustrophobic. But even though I just felt, I felt like I had to breathe. I felt like I had to go outside. The biggest issue for me was not being able to physically do things with my hands. Like I had so much admin work to do, my taxes and getting a bit business in Europe. And I could have sold a bunch of things online if I wanted to, but I'm so used to physically traveling, physically grabbing my camera, physically like hiking to something or swimming or doing whatever. And so I did tangible aspect was completely gone yeah and first it feels interesting and then it feels just feels annoying because it's yeah. like this is, how, this is how I know this is how I know to do what I do and so for that I really struggled with so I just started um I don't even know I just started like planting like plants at home and even place the guitar as so I would like pick up that every now and then and just doing things with my hands yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just had to. A lot of, lot of cooking went down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Lovemaking. Um, so in terms of you looking forward with the, I mean, I know for me, I want, I'm going to do a lot of more domestic travel and a lot more travel to Australia once we can do, but the, the actual, um, the, the whole kind of travel concept in my mind has changed, you know, like mm. thinking about what's going to be, um, well, one good for the environment, but also what do I actually need to, to travel for? What's the point of this? What am I doing it for? Am I doing it just so I can get out of my house or actually am I doing it for a reason? Has that slightly changed for you? Oh, of course. And I think that goes not just within travel, but uh, the whole ways of yeah. living life. I really hope that these times, to the more privileged of us, of course, have taught people to strip away what they don't need and, and focus on why they want to do things and just be more, become much more intentional with the way they live life and the way they travel and the way they consume in general, you know? I mean, my whole take on is create more than you consume and to be able to create, you don't even have to leave your home in the first place. So I definitely hope for me personally, I mean, it, it, I always try to live more intentionally. That's the biggest reason I moved to Europe to, to slow yeah. down my travel by a big, big number. So for me, it was that, that, that luckily has been achieved anyway. Um, with my job, so it'll just be interesting to see. I mean, it's a different industry in Europe. And so I'll like myself into it and see what happens. But with my travel in general, it will become a lot less and a lot more local. And look, we are so lucky here. I'm in the central, in literally the center of Europe. We have the Alps. We have so many countries neighboring us. I'm not going to run out of places to see. <laughs> my success here. Um, so I think we're really, really lucky in that respect. But, you know, the funny thing is, I've even though I haven't been able to live it because my job was giving me other ways of living but I, you know we have all been preaching to explore more of our backyard for years yeah. and i think it's just been sort of a novel thing to say but no one listened to it yeah and hopefully now this will give people a chance to really appreciate what they have and really appreciate their communities and the way their country uh, is set up and the way that country, what the country has to offer naturally as well and hopefully that will bring people closer together. I mean, gosh, when did you last talk to your neighbor? Like, it's so important that you know our neighbors, you know, like just talk yeah. to the people around yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have, I, I, I mean, I'm always positive because what's the point in not being? So I, I'm always hopeful. And I just think it will not, it will never come back to the normal that we knew because yeah. we're already so yeah. far ahead of that. So it'll just be a new sort of normal that hopefully we'll come as usual, we can find the best and draw from that and, and, and go from there. Yeah. And so where's the first place you're going to go to? Well, actually, Iceland. <laughs> That's because of uh, Eber's family. Eber's sister had a baby during lockdown. He's now two months old already. So um, he's uh, obviously very keen to, to see his family. So I think the borders between Austria and Iceland open around mid to late June. So we'll, um, we'll fly up when, once it's safe. And uh, from then, I think we'll just spend a lot of time in Alps. Oh, and take some amazing pictures up there. Mm. I hope so. Have you been there before? <laughs> yeah, so that's actually where we met. So we, um, I went to Iceland in early February, I believe. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay, well, are you ready for your quick fire round? Oh, go for it. Okay. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, my God. Neither. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I my mouth's on the floor. Legitimately watch neither of those. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm very uh, what, what would be your last meal? Uh, last night. What did you have? Oh, I had an Indian dal. Amazing. Uh, Kindle or book? 
Kindle just cost traveling and minimalism. Yeah. But it's uh, lovely. Spring or autumn? Spring, because new beginnings. Uh, hot shower or hot bath? Hot bath, because it's novel. Uh, do you wear your watch on your left or your right arm? Let me just let, let me just write about right <laughs> right arm. I'm so bad at like at making this a quick fire thing. I right love arm. it. Uh, dog or cat? Dogs. Uh, first thing you do when you wake up? I uh, say good morning to Eva. Oh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> and uh, one thing that you um, want to recommend that you've been listening to or watching? Um. We watched something on Netflix called Dead to Me. Oh. Sounds very morbid. I know, I'm sorry, but it is excellent. Will Ferrell is one of the producers and it's very good. Yeah, no, no, no. Somebody else mentioned that ages ago and I couldn't remember what it was called. So I will check that one out. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much. And tell us what you're going to go and do exactly right now. Right now, I'm going to work out and then I'm going to get groceries and then I'm going to start working. Amazing. Carmen, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Thank you for talking to me. We hope we see you in New Zealand again very soon. I hope so too. I mean, I could actually come because I'm a resident, so I would still, I would still be able to enter the country. But we're still I don't here. want to make it tricky, but I will definitely come soon. Yeah, you will. Go forth and have a lovely evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.